and welcome back to another episode here. I'm going to be answering your questions that I uh, I had a Q&A on my Instagram. Again, if you're not following me on Instagram, it's at Detail Groove. I do a lot more behind the scenes content over there, so I highly encourage you to check it out. So I'll just be going through your questions and answering them. So we'll kind of go all over the place here. So I'll just, and I'll, tr- I, I'll try to keep these questions down to like, 30 seconds to a minute because man i can go elaborate i can elaborate on questions for like five minutes and then i only get to like three questions so i'll try to get to as many as i can here in a timely manner so first question here and there's no specific order i'm just going as i see them here on my phone so okay so let's get started okay so what time do employees come in and clock out hourly pay or commission so i have a few episodes on employees already but what time do employees come in? Okay, so here's actually a here's actually a very important tip. Okay, so when so if if we're the way we phrase it is because we have both shop services and we have mobile services, right? So if we have a mobile job and the uh, we tell the customer, hey, we can be there at nine. Obviously, we have to leave much earlier so we can get there by nine, right? But if we have a job here at the shop at nine, well, then they can get here, you know, by eight fifty because we start at nine. So I don't, we don't tell people that, and if you can hear, there's a like thunderstorm going on outside, so bear with me with the, with the noise, but um, we don't tell people, like the, the team members, hey, you have to be here 15 minutes ahead of time, or 20 minutes ahead of time, or five minutes ahead of time, no. So the way we phrase it, right, is if it's a mobile job, the van is rolling out at, for instance, 8.30, right? So that's how we phrase it. The van is rolling at 8.30. I'm not telling you to be here at 8.25. I'm not telling you to be here at 8.15. I'm not saying be here at 8 a.m. I'm saying the van is rolling out at 8.30. Whether you want to be here two minutes early or 10 minutes early, that's on you. But the van is rolling out at 8.30. You're not driving up, putting your stuff up, using the restroom, and then rolling it. No, because that's already 8.35. The van is rolling out at 8.30. Um, for work-wise, it's, hey, we start working at 9 a.m. Whether you want to come in five minutes early, 15 minutes early, that's on you, but the van starts, I mean, we start working at 9 a.m., meaning we're opening the doors, we're vacuuming the interior, we're washing it, we are working at 9 a.m. So that's something I highly encourage you to do is, is if you have, so just say like that, hey, I'm not telling you to be here 15 minutes early, but the, the you know, we're working at 9 a.m. So if you're pulling up here at 9 and you put your bag up and you use the restroom and you take a sip of water and you're working at 907, that's, you're already behind time. So that's, that's actually something that we learned um, to phrase and it actually helped out a lot. Okay, so that was a very good answer because I kept it under like a minute. Okay, so next thing here is, uh, well, this is the next question. Um, and the, the, the questions are phrased a bit weird because Instagram limits the characters that you can put in there. So the questions are asked kind of funny because you can't put like a full phrase sentence in there. So this one says, the bad things about having a detail business, your worst week, and how you keep going. Okay, yeah, so what's what's funny is that like, and that's why I keep on saying if you just think that Instagram is real life, you're misleading yourself and you're doing yourself a disservice because, you know, what you see on internet, on Instagram, on YouTube, isn't always the reality of the day-to-day operations, right? Um, so don't think, like, you see all these other detailers posting this work and, you know, these cars and this, this. Like, you don't know what's going on on the back end, right? You don't know what their numbers are. You don't know how busy they are. You don't know their actual schedule. So, You know, don't think like, oh, man, they're so much more busier than me. Oh, they're making so much more money. You don't know anything. You know absolutely nothing of their business. So, for instance, for in the last 16 months, we have had a very consistent schedule. Two, three cars per day. Um, 
just you know phone call ringing 10, 10 calls per week per day um you know like four emails uh, per day like it's just been consistently just consistent work consistent volume um but this last month has pro- or not the last month but let's say the last three weeks has been the slowest it's ever been and i don't mean like the last like in the last 16 months the last three weeks has been the slowest it's ever been um so I, we would say right now it's probably one of the not not a worst time but it's a slow time i mean we, we've had of the last 40 days i think it's rained like 33 of those days um uh, we haven't had much sun here in houston which you know we're very notorious like super hot nasty humid weather and we've had nothing but rain or overcast or some parts have had like thunderstorms and like it's just been so so bad weather um so i would say over the last three weeks it's been the slowest it's ever been and hey look we have two team members so like how do we do that you know so i want to say it's, it's the worst week um but it's just definitely like something that we're not used to and i've never been this slow and obviously no one likes it here because not everyone is getting their hours that they should be and you know, we're just not hitting our goals with the last three weeks, but it's just one of those things where like you can't literally expect every single week to be a new record in the books, right? Like if, if you look at your business over 10 years, you're going to have little blips in, in the timeline where it's a low week. It's a slow week. But as long as you stay consistent, you set a plan, you, you know, you, you keep on moving forward over the 10 years, it's always going up. But yes, on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, you're going to have those moments where work is slow, work is low. It's just, that's li- Every company, every business, every industry will go through slow times. It, that's just exactly how it is. Not, 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 I'm not saying like the whole industry takes a hit, but I'm saying your specific business, will like it, it just you just can't keep on going straight up. Like You're going to have lower days, lower weeks, lower months just because the nature of running a business. Like You know, so right now, I would say it's not the worst week um, because I... I don't really know what that means, worst week, but it's definitely the slowest it's ever been in the last 16, 18 months that I can remember. Um, next question here is, do you network with mechanics and other type of auto services, auto service providers to source uh, customers? Um, no, we do not because, um, I mean, let's face it, like, I have, I've, you know, how many other mechanics would, like, I, I can't see us getting a lot of customers from mechanics unless it's like a, a higher end mechanic shop um, because we're also not on the low, you know, we're not on the low end of pricing. But no, I, we don't, we don't, we don't um, network with any other mechanics or anything. I mean, you could, I mean, go for it, give it a try, but we have not done anything like that. Uh, next question here is uh, going over time management on details and days. So this one is going to come, you know, like for me, what helped me out most when it comes to scheduling and time management in terms of like scheduling cars and stuff is when I worked at a carpet cleaning company, I was uh, in charge of scheduling 30 plus full-time employees across like 170 accounts per month. We had 13 vans. Each van could carry uh, two to four people. Um, some jobs required eight to 12 people per job. Um, so that gave me a lot of experience on how to schedule, how to fit in people, how to fit in clients, how to, you know, budget hours, how to watch over out. So I, I was fortunate enough to where I had a job that specifically led me to say, Hey, how do we manage hours? How do we allocate uh, uh, labor? How do we schedule people? So I, you know, that helped me a lot, but that comes with experience. So, you know, as much as I can say, like, you know, how do you handle time management? It's going to come with experience. And I'm just going to keep the answer short. So it's going to come with experience <laughs> as you build up more customers and deal with more um, more, uh, more cars. 
All right, so this one's a good question because 99% of detailers have this problem. How to deal with the, the mindset of I have to get everything cleaned and spotless? So the problem so the problem is that like us as detailers, right, we get fixated on saying, well, we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to go for perfection, right? I mean, look at all those YouTube videos and those Instagram accounts. Like they're going for perfection. And, you know, when you're first getting started, it's acceptable because you're just getting started. You want the customer's and you want the experience, and you know, you have to have that little leeway of like, okay, I'm, like, I'm just learning, I'm getting my feet wet. You're, you're gonna go through that, but uh, hopefully sooner than later, you have to start breaking away from that because it's it's not a good habit to have. So the way that it's kind of helped me, not really helped me, but it's just things that I've learned over time, is that one expectations, right? You have to manage the proper expectations. If you have a an interior that's coming in in a level two, let's say like out of one out of 10, 10 being an immaculate vehicle and one being absolute trash, the vehicle's coming in at a two. Well, you're going to tell your customer, hey, we're probably going to get it back to a level six. Um, You know, nowhere near perfect, but it'll be significantly better. With that type of framing, it's already letting the customer like, okay, not every stain's going to, and look, for us, 99% of the customers completely understand and they're like, yeah, I I get it. It's not going to be perfect. Don't worry about that. I just want to make it look better. So it's coming down to like expectations, right? So setting the proper expectations for all your customers that, hey, look, it's not going to come out perfect. It can't come out perfect. Like you have to replace the seats and the carpeting if you want it perfect. So that's one. Two is that remember like what you, what your eyes see, what your eyes see, right, is much different than what the customer will see. Right? You have the trained eyes to look at, the paint under light and you can see those minor swords and scratches or or you know if you took the if you took uh, if you removed 80 percent of the swords and scratches well you see that extra 20 percent that you can go after and you're like well if, if i see that scratch that customer sees that scratch or you know you shampoo the interior of the car and you're like man all those things didn't come out and you know you are very fixated on those very minor imperfections or those blemishes or those spots well because you're the detailer you're trained to see all those imperfections and as you can hear outside it is pouring and you, ha- you have that trained eye. The customers do not. I, I talk about this quite a few times in my YouTube videos where-, where there's a threshold of like the level of service you need to provide to where the customer is completely satisfied. And after you pass that threshold, it doesn't matter how much more you do because you've already satisfied, you are- you've already satisfied the customer's needs. So let's say, for instance, you're-, you're taking like from an interior. It's at a level two and you're taking it to a level six. So level six, let's just say it's a, is a threshold. And they're like, and the customer's already like, whoa, that's fantastic. Like that looks way better. And although you can go and take it to a level seven, even a level eight, right? The, the discrepancy between level six and level eight is such a small difference that it's not worth the extra time to take it to a level eight. Because let's say like on the customer happiness scale, right? You take it from a level two to a level six, the customer is 80% happy. But if you spend an extra hour taking it from a level six to a level eight, it only makes the customer 5% more happy. So although you spend an extra hour to take it from a six to an eight, on the customer happiness scale, it only takes them from an 80 to an 85. So it's such a negligible negligible difference in how the customer perceives the results that it's not really worth it for you to take the extra time to do all that extra work if you're not being properly compensated for it. Right, like for instance, we charge three hundred and forty on a Dodge, what's it called Dodge Dart, I think. And the reason why we charge three hundred and forty is because we were gonna do multiple passes 
of the of, of shampooing of the extractor on the seats. So we were compensated for that extra work because it needed a lot of work and we had to do multiple passes on the seats to get them to a decent result. So in that regard, we got paid. We did the extra work, but we were compensated properly. Um, so it comes down to your expectation with the customer and then making sure that you are um, that you are meeting the customer's expectations. And yes, you can go, you know, you could take it, you can go a bit further on some areas sometimes, but don't let it be like a default habit to where, oh, I can do a bit more. Let me just do that. No, like, I, I know it sounds like, it sounds almost wrong to think that way, but you, you just, you're doing this as a business. You can't just say like, well, I'll go a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. And then sooner than later, like you're at an extra hour, you know, like you didn't charge for any of the extra work. You just, you just, as a business owner, you can't do that on every single service. Like you, you just cannot, you're wasting a lot of time. You're losing a lot of money, both because one, you didn't charge for it. So you didn't charge extra. And two, because you're just taking extra time on the job. So hopefully that helps. We'll go on to the next one. Um, how you, uh, next question here is how you walk around the vehicle, the initial time with a customer and how you set expectations. So this one, we don't, we actually don't walk. Um, we set all the expectations via phone or email. Like when we're talking to them on the phone, we don't set expectations when we're at the customer's location. Uh, we'll just reconfirm or reaffirm the expectation we're, we're there to, to, to deliver. But we don't, we don't, you know, on the phone, we'll say, hey, based on how you're describing, like, it's not going to be perfect, but it'll look significantly better. Or on the exterior, it's like, we probably won't be able to remove 100% of the of the scratches that you want us to remove, but we definitely will make it look better. So we're setting the expectations from the very get-go. That way, there's no surprise once we actually get there that the customer's like, oh, you can't remove everything? It's like, no, we, we you know, through email, through text, through phone call, we said... You know, so it's just covering yourself, uh, you know, far before you actually get in person. Because if you're if you're setting expectations, like for the first time in person, you're doing it too late. So we set expectations, we set expectations from the very get-go on the phone when we're first talking to them or via email. All right, so uh, next question here is, uh, this is a, a detail-related one, but getting out hard stains without a steamer. Um, so this one, I mean... You're going to be limited if you don't have a steamer or an extractor. Um, but for instance, like on, it depends what kind of stain. Like it, it really depends on, on a lot of things. But like if you're just getting started, like and you're in that beginning phase and you don't have the steamer, the extractor, or anything like that, you have to understand that you will get less less quality results than if you add if, than if you had all the tools and products. So it really depends on like what kind of stain that you're referring to. Um, but just you can just get a bit more aggressive with your cleaner. Like let's say if you're using ten to one, try four to one, um, or use like a, a much more aggressive. Like it, it, again, it depends on what exactly that you're cleaning and what kind of stain. But um, yeah, just it's and, and I, I'm saying that like it's okay to. Not everyone's gonna start off with every single machine possible. So if you're if you're starting off with just brushes and APC, like you have to understand that you're not gonna be able to deliver the same results with someone that has a steamer and an extractor. It's just not possible. So you have to do your best with what you have. It's a, it's as simple as that. So hopefully it doesn't get like, sounds very simplistic, but it's it, you, ha you have to be realistic with the tools and products that you have. Okay, so um, next question here is, 
Uh, well, that, this one says 50 things about you. Uh, I can't even name 50 things about, my, about me. So let's go here to the next question is how to charge customers when you are a beginner. Um, I actually have, I think I have another podcast episode on this and I have a dedicated training on this one as well, a workshop. But basically, look, you're not, think about it like this, okay? This, this is what will help you price your services, okay? You will never be perfect. You, you will never have perfect pricing, you can only improve on your pricing. That's literally it. So, if you're looking for a like a very specific price that you should, that you should set your services before you get started, it's not going to happen. There is no perfect price point. Okay? It is saying like if you like you might be like, "Hmm, is is $25 too much for a car wash? I don't know. Should I go survey the market? Should I go ask people? Should I see this?" Should I? Okay, no. What you need to do is go out there and sell services, so sell the car wash for $25. Go out and do it. After you're done doing it, you're like, hmm, that was way too much work for a little bit of money. Let me increase my prices. It's as simple as that. You're not gonna you have no baseline of your services, of your pricing, of how long it takes, of how much work it takes, of your effort, of the tools and products. Like you have no baseline when you're just getting started. So I would say like literally charge what you think is fair, go do the work, and that will give you the answer. Go out there, charge what you think is fair, and readjust after you see if that's too high or too low for instance the first time i did a paint correction on a on a black suv i underquoted by a long shot i think i charged I, I do not know how much i charged i think it was like 250 for a two-step correction on a black suv and after that i was like oh okay that was way too much work for that type of uh, vehicle so the next time I had a large SUV, guess what? I like quadrupled the price because I understood, whoa, it takes like 12 hours to do this, not like not four hours. So same thing with you. Like you're going to make mistakes. Once you make a mistake, make sure you like you take that, you enter that into your noggin, you compute that information. And on the next time that you see a similar situation, you get better at quoting. It's as simple as that. Like, I, I don't, I've never overthought the process like, oh, wh- wh- what should I price? Is this too high? Is this too low? Go out there, do the work. If you feel like you did too much work for too little pay, you raise your prices. It's as simple as that. You're not static with your pricing. Like, just because you set your prices for, you know, uh, $25 for a car wash, it doesn't mean it has to stay there for the next five years. You can change it the next day. You can change it on the next customer. You can change it. Like, you're not stat. You're not. You're not stuck to anything. You're not a tree, right? You can. You can move around. You can. You can change things around based on what you think is necessary. So don't get stuck to any one pricing. You're able to change it as you need it. So I'll go ahead and end the episode right here. Again, if you want to uh, download the ultimate guide to start your detailing business in the show notes or you can uh, uh, follow me on Instagram to get more of a behind-the-scenes look, which is at Detail Groove. Other than that, hopefully everyone has a wonderful day and I'll talk to everyone next time. Bye-bye.